Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We are back with another episode, clearly. <laughs> you want my job, huh? <laughs> no. Um, I somehow convinced Jordan to watch VOA. So she had a lot of TV watching this week because she had to watch both seasons. So give her some love. Yeah, that's a really interesting one to binge so fast, too, because I feel like I'm a different person now. <laughs> I feel like I'm living in a dream. But I think you have it, are better off with, you're more knowledgeable on the subject, because it's literally been, what, almost like two years since I watched it. Yeah, that's actually something, that's like a teaser for something I want to ask you later in the discussion. So stay tuned. If you've watched the OA, then you know there's a very important dance that they perform. And so we kind of wanted to talk about three, we're not going to say best or worst, (laughs) but we're each going to talk about three memorable dance slash musical like TV episodes for non-musical devoted TV shows. Yeah, I... um. So we weren't counting basically Glee, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't going to breach uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend shows though, where it's like they're a step above, like they're whole, they're a musical show. Yeah, like every episode is a musical episode. These, it's like there was one episode out of the series or season that happened to be a musical episode, exactly, or even just like one scene. Well, at least in my case, I don't know about you. Yeah, mine are. Um, Within, if they were in a whole musical episode, I'm still have like a favorite specific musical number. Okay, cool. You go first. Um, my number three is from the Scrubs musical episode, um, and I actually really like every song from the episode. It's was written by like actual Broadway uh, lyricists and songwriters and stuff. The song that gets the most attention is "Guy Love" between Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And I like that one, but they also have one called Everything Comes Down to Poo, all about taking a stool sample at the doctor. <laughs> you would. Yeah, I love it. I love anything that's poop related, and it's really funny, and it gets stuck in my head even to this day, and I haven't watched that episode in years. Also, I have to tell you that you're kind of creating, um, you're kind of putting yourself in a box of poo, because I'll have people be like, oh, Jordan would like that in reference to a poop or a fart joke or something. Letting it be known. I am not ashamed of that at all. Okay, great. You shouldn't be. I was just, I wasn't telling you to make you ashamed. I was telling you to let it be known that people who don't even really know you know that about you now. Wow. Well, you know, I'm proud. Good. I'm giving a voice to proud. (laughs) I'm ashamed of myself. I can't think of a better poo joke right now. Yeah, well, I really am poo-rowed to Good. represent. So I had struggled with this one a little bit because, like, every single list online, I was like, oh, yeah, I've never seen that, never seen that, never seen that. So I really could only come up with three specific TV shows where I have seen, that I have seen, and um, that have musicals slash dance elements. It's not necessarily that I loved them, it's that I watched them and <laughs> have feelings about them. <laughs> That's all we really ask for on this podcast, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, 
Um, the first one that I'm pretty sure I've already talked about and kind of gone over my feelings, but it's the Riverdale um, episode where they did Carrie. I haven't watched the Heathers episode. I never really saw anything about it, so I don't know if that means it was good or bad. I feel like I saw one thing that said it was a lot better than the Carrie one. Oh, that's good. So I, I tried to start catching up on Riverdale, but you have to now like buy episodes on iTunes. So because really? I'm so far behind. Oh, oh yeah, because we were just talking about the CW app only has like the last four. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, there were pros. There were. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was really funny that they didn't make Cole Sprouse's character sing at all, but I think he does sing in the Heathers episode. Mm. Veronica, aka Cami Mendez, can really sing, and she was really good. Those were really my only takeaways. Did you have a particular song you hated the most? Who's the who is the worst singer? You know, KJ Apa kind of, <laughs> and it's funny because his character is supposed to be a singer. So that is hilarious. So, do like the characters react to his song badly or no? No, like, do they have to kind of act like he's good? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It's not like why they they could always just dub over his voice. You know, like on one hand, I respect that they just leave his voice in, but mm-hmm. that's so funny. Yeah, and I don't particularly know a lot about Carrie the musical, so none of the numbers like stood out to me, and I couldn't even name one now. Okay, what's your second one? My number two is from the Christmas episode of Community, not the claymation one. And specifically the song, it's the whole episode is really great because they're spoofing Glee the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because this was back when Glee was like the show too. Um, but my favorite song is the one that Donald Glover and Danny Pudi sing. And it's called Christmas Infiltration because... Donald Glover's character Troy is Jehovah's Witness, and so he doesn't celebrate Christmas. And mm-hmm. so then Abed is like, "What? What if you were trying to infiltrate Christmas like a spy?" And so they do this whole rap, and it's like straight up childish Gambino, like hardcore rap, all about being like a secret Christmas celebrator. And it's just really good and really funny. I mean, gotta love Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of his actual name for a second. <laughs> well, it's even like in Atlanta, that song he wrote for the Black Justin Bieber. Yeah, it's like one of the best pop songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. They need to release that to Spotify. I agree. You cowards. <laughs> it's like Black Justin Bieber becomes like the be- most streamed artist of the year. <laughs> I mean, That'd I would be, be fine with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, For my second musical episode of Note... <laughs> Um, that's a pun. Yeah, that's true. You are I'm crushing smart. it with puns today. Yeah, I'm good. The roles are reversed. Jordan's usually the pun master. And I got blank brain. I think it's because <laughs> of the OA. <laughs> um, I mean, who can forget the Grey's Anatomy musical episode? No one, unfortunately. It's an epic <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> like, I mean, anytime I hear chasing cars, that's the only thing I think about now. Um, that's how I am with How to Save a Life yep. by the Fray. Mm-hmm. Both <laughs> iconic songs that should have not been performed in a musical episode. It's so funny. I just think about the How to Save a Life scene. First of all, 
can you be more literal, like, Mm -hmm. in an emergency room? (laughs) And then it's so funny because I don't remember how, like, it builds. I'm sure that they're all pretty good singers, but they have, what's his, um, Owen started, like, talk singing. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's all bad. And if anything, now it's just, like, Really comical, and I'm actually kind of glad we have it. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to watch some of the songs. It's like a special thing I want to, like, record to a VHS and put it in (laughs) a treasure box and open it up and watch it again in 20 years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But... That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, never forget. Live and learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. There really are good musical episodes, and there are really bad ones. Yeah. I'm happy both are represented. I think they're better suited in, like, comedy shows where they're, like, making fun and, like, have, mm-hmm. like, witty songs and fun with it. Yeah, I agree. As opposed to these, like, serious dramas trying to be serious <laughs> and dramatic. I mean, that's kind of the theme here because then all of mine are from comedies. And yeah. I, all, I like, uh, exactly. legitimately like all of them. Exactly. You have to have some irony to it. Yeah. When you're trying to be sincere, it is just kind of sad. No. And not in the way they want it to be. Yeah. That makes me really excited to hear your number one, if these <laughs> two aren't even number one. My number one is not a whole musical episode, just one musical number, and it's um, on 30 Rock in the second season when they end the episode with um, Jenna, Tracy, and Kenneth, and Grizzin.com singing Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they work it all in perfectly because just with things they've said throughout the episode, like, Kenneth actually is trying to take a midnight train to Georgia. Mm -hmm. And Gladys Knight is, like, the guest on the show. It's just, it's so funny. I saw that one on um, a list and I was trying to remember it. And I just learned I really need to rewatch and start from the beginning because I got through, like, season three. But I didn't retain any of it, so I just need to restart. Well, and there's so much happening in 30 Rock, like, not to the level of Kimmy Schmidt, like, constant jokes. Yeah. But there's so many that, like, I've seen it a lot of times and I'll rewatch and have forgotten so much. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommend. My number one is one that I actually like and thought was fun, but it's just was a dance number. Oh, okay. Um, and it was... In Friends, the routine that Ross and Monica do to prove that they're cool from their Dick Clark's New Year's Eve party. That is such a good one. It's really good. It's so funny. Part of it is that, like, they're trying so hard to get on camera doing the routine, but, like, the cameramen are like, no. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that I always think about now, and they're, like, filming, like, with the music off. It's so awkward and hilarious, and now I always think about it when I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Like that video of Army Hammer in, um, <laughs> what's it called? Call Me By Your Name. I was like, Mystery of Love, that's not what it's <laughs> called. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's hilarious, because oh that dance scene is one of my favorites of all time, and watching it with the music off is even better it's so funny well and he's the first to say like yes i'm so awkward but you haven't seen awkward until you've watched me filming this with yeah, no music exactly oh it's so funny it's also so thrilling to see like a really hot person being awkward mm-hmm. yeah it's great it's like a joy of life wow that's a great number one thank you 
I thought I had to have some positive spin on my list. Oh, it's good to have balance. <laughs> um, did you have any bonuses? No, I'm telling you, none. Like, I don't think that like any other TV shows I've watched. I guess there's like dance numbers that I could have included more of those, but like specific musical episodes, there weren't. Yeah, well, most of the iconic ones I haven't seen either. I had never seen the whole Buffy episode. Yeah, Buffy was like number one on every list. Yeah, because I have heard that that is like the prime example of the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, and again, there's like comic parts mm-hmm. of that. Even Stevens. Oh, I can't even believe I didn't think about that. That's We num- literally just watched that actually on YouTube. Yeah, we did. We watched the whole thing. And that one's really good too. What, how does it go? He went to the moon in 1969? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the video of Cardi B singing that song is my favorite. So I could have included that on my list, too. <laughs> that is a really great musical moment. Also, um, Mad Men, when Bert has his big oh, yeah, 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 dance yeah. number. I also thought of another dance number I love in Mad Men is... Well, actually, now I'm thinking of another one. Ken doing his little tap dance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also... Pete and Trudy. Mm-hmm. I just remembered them. That's one of the, my favorite parts that I kind of forget about a lot, but it makes me so happy. Yeah. No, those are all good ones. I mean, Mad Men doesn't do wrong in my eyes, so. No. Did you have any other ones? Well, when I was brainstorming, I was like thinking of my favorite Glee songs. I still think that those ones are um, ineligible because that's just in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, they that they are a musical show. That's what they set themselves up to do and be yeah so i like talking about these ones where they took a huge chance Mm -hmm. seeing where it paid off and where it didn't (laughs) (laughs) that was fun to think about those yeah it was fun i had so much fun (laughs) (laughs) well i really do kind of want to go back and watch like the low lights of the gray's musical episode it's true i kind of funny um (laughs) i i admire them that they tried so hard yeah they did they tried Okay, I am pretty light on TV news. The only one I have is that I'm going to find any way we possibly can bring up Game of Thrones into every episode. And luckily, it was pretty easy for us this week because they announced that they're going to be releasing a two-hour documentary on the making of Game of Thrones after Game of Thrones is finished. And God bless HBO. That's all I gotta (laughs) say. Giving the people what they want. Seriously. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think it'll be so, so great. I really do think about Game of Thrones most of the time now. I know. (laughs) We're hypocrites. (laughs) Seriously. Well, or we're brave enough to To admit our wrongdoing. Yeah. Yeah. We admit our faults. We came to the party. Shame. (laughs) That's a Game of Thrones reference. In case you didn't know. Um... Also, Dax, speaking of Game of Thrones, this is not the piece of news I was thinking of, but Dax Shepard reposted the um, video he and Kristen Bell made a couple years ago reenacting the theme song. And I just remembered how hard I laughed today when I watched it for the first time knowing all the references Mm -hmm. when there being those like religious guys. (laughs) It's really funny. I only watched half of it. I need to go back and finish this. Oh, yeah. Half. I'm sad that I kind of spoiled that for it's you. But fine. It's fine. It's still going to be Do really Do they funny. have the circles on their foreheads? Yes. And okay, really great. short hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. 
Uh, and I liked seeing that in a funny way because those guys really freaked me out. Yeah, they're on the scary. Show. Um, so my piece of TV news that I saw today that I'm really excited about is Netflix um dropped the first trailer for a new comedy called Dead to Me, and it's starring um Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate, and I really like both of them, especially Linda. Has Christina Applegate been in anything recently? I think that the last thing I heard she was in was, like, remember that there was a show where she had amnesia? Oh, Samantha yeah. Samantha Who? But yeah. I never watched it. When was that? And that was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really... Oh, she was in... Well, Up All Night was also 10 years ago. Remember that show with Will Ferrell and Maya Rudolph? No. <laughs> that was probably a lot around the same time. And that show was great. I loved that show, but... I haven't really been following her career since then, clearly. Mm-hmm. But I think that they are both really funny and will probably bounce off each other well. And I'm really excited. And it's about two um, women who have um, just experienced lost and loss and meet in a support group. And they're both, like, really different personalities. It says Christina Applegate's character is a sardonic widow who is determined to solve her husband's recent hit-and-run murder... And Linda Cardellini plays an optimistic free spirit. So they become unlikely friends in a support group. And fun. I really like the sounds of that. I mean, not fun. Sounds sad, but good. Yeah. Dark comedy could is fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited. And it's May 3rd? May 3rd, yeah. That's what I thought. Friday. Which is nice for binging purposes. <laughs> I mean, technically, if they wanted to be nice, they would put it out on Tuesdays, but... Friday is good, too. Okay, <laughs> on to OA. Have you guys watched it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> um, so I watched it when it first came out. It was literally, I think, two years ago. Yeah, I think it no, was the summer literally. two years ago. So summer of 2017. And I kept watching and I kept being like, why am I watching this? This is weird. <laughs> But I couldn't stop. And I think I watched it all in like two days. And it was funny and really nice. I had a friend who told me that I reminded her of the OA. Yeah, you really do look like her. Thank you. And like we had very similar, we have very similar hair, apparently, I was told. I didn't just like come up with this, but season one. (laughs) Season one, yes. But when she has curly hair. Her hair and her in general in season two, she's so beautiful. Yeah. I one of my main notes is I think most people look best with shorter hair, but OA looks amazing with super long hair. Yeah. She She looked looked really good. She's obviously very pretty in the first season, but like there are I mean, it fits her personality in the first season too, that she's just like very natural. Yeah. Second season, it's like, oh, she's a supermodel. Yeah. Like, you couldn't take your... Uh, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. She's so yeah, stunning. she's stunning. So, Jordan, for those of us who don't haven't watched it, please tell us about it. And okay. You, you must know, this is going to be very hard. So, again, props to Jordan. I've gotten a lot of practice, actually, because most people that I've been telling... That I, like, what what are you watching this week for your podcast and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And most people have not seen it or even know what it is. And so I've gotten some practice trying to summarize it without 
spoiling things. Perfect. So I'll take a whack at it. And let it be known, like, I really didn't have any interest in watching the first season when it came out. I didn't hear... I heard, like, interesting things, but nothing that made me, like, really dying to watch it. Mm -hmm. And when Taylor suggested watching it, I was like, okay. I suggested it last week and there was no bite. And so when I suggested it again this week, I was shocked I got a yes. Well, um... Persistence is key. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, like, saw people talking about it. Yeah. There weren't a lot of other options. <laughs> but I'm glad, I actually am glad that we watched it. I definitely liked it more than I thought, but it's still not, like, a perfect show by any means. Yeah. So, anyway, here's, like, kind of a brief summary, at least of the where the first season starts you. So, this woman is found after she's been missing for seven years. Um, When she's reunited with her parents in the hospital, they're, like, sobbing and freaked out, kind of, because, um, sobbing happily, because when she went missing, she was blind, but now she can see. And so they're like, how could this have happened? And so um, it's very intriguing, obviously. But then she starts gathering this group of people. It's, she's, (laughs) okay, she needs, like... She keeps saying she needs five people, and she ends up getting four teenage boys and their teacher, as the fifth person, to come and, like, meet with her at night. And she starts telling them her whole story of where she's been and then now, like, kind of what her mission is. And, like, how the five people can help her. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's a spoiler to then say that part of her story is that she was being studied... Um, with other people who had, they've all experienced near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. And so this scientist was trying to see, like, what they all had in common and how they were reacting to more near-death experiences to try and see, like, he's trying to, like, unlock these mysteries. And that, and so, and then it kind of takes up from there. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised um, how much of the first season was, like, all flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. It's like so much more of her time while she was gone versus like the lives of the people in the present day. Yeah. Yeah, um, that is interesting because there aren't really any flashbacks in the second season, I feel like. No. There? But one thing, the second season is very dependent on the first season. Yeah. Very. Like I was thinking how lucky I was that I had to binge it all because mm-hmm. I... That is such a long time between seasons, and it's, like, you have to have watched the first one and have it fresh in your mind, I would think. Was I it mean, hard? You don't have to, because I didn't, but I think I missed a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, like, what people's, like, certain roles were, mm-hmm. and um, different aspects, I think I really missed out on. And I honestly didn't try that hard to, like, recap it all. But I feel like I still understood, like, the gist of everything and, Mm -hmm. like, things would come to me here and there as people popped in and things were, like, mentioned. But I definitely think you probably understood it better and could appreciate it more. Yeah, which is still um, giving me more credit than I deserve, I think, because there's some parts where I'm just like, um, I'll just accept that I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wild show. I think it's one of the weirdest shows I've ever watched. Like, ever that I've watched fully, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, anytime I have um, mentioned it to anyone, I'm like, it's really weird. And I feel like I can't necessarily recommend it to anyone because I never want someone to come back and be like, what is this show that you recommended? Totally. But I saw someone on Instagram that was like, should me and... um, should me and my husband watch this sh- show, The OA, together? And I didn't want to be like, no. But I also don't want to be like, yes. It's just a show that you have to try out for yourself. Totally. I think that I would... I'm trying to... I've been trying to think of shows that I would ask someone, like, have you watched this and this? Mm-hmm. If you have and you liked those, then maybe you'd like The OA. Have you thought of any? Um, I mean, there were a lot of times when I was thinking a lot about Orphan Black... Just because it's so sci-fi heavy. Yeah. But the thing about Orphan Black is that the character, like, you just relate more to the characters. They feel more human. And I think there's a lot, it has a lot more fun. Yeah. I feel like in the second season of the OA, even right when it started and then there's, you're following um, the new character Kareem around and he's so much more grounded that I was like, I'm having more fun. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, his mystery is very interesting right now. And so I liked that. Um, well, right when it got going. But Orphan Black is, like, it's also a comedy. Something I just that just barely came to me is that maybe it's harder to relate because they're in high school. Like, most of the characters are in high school. Or the OA, who is, like, from multiple dimensions and, like, not mm-hmm. necessarily someone that you would relate to. And, yeah. But is, is his name Kareem? Is that yeah. What he said? But he's, like, our age and, like, kind of... More relatable. Yeah, he's like a normal person. And I feel like even, like, I feel like it's, it's hard to say that just the high school kids, I wish were more relatable. Yeah. But I think that it's like, the script is kind of, it's just like a very dramatic, tense feeling show, which is kind of the vibe they're going for, and that's okay. But then in the second season, it starts and Kareem is like more chill. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely more relatable to me. Um... And, like, just me and meaning, like, normal people. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was almost like it started on a completely different vibe. And then it got to the vibe of the first season. Like, it got more dramatic. But it was kind of like seeing, um, following Kareem, it's kind of like, how would I, as a normal, like, me as myself, how, if I were encountering this situation, he's reacting how I would probably react too. Yeah. So I liked that aspect, and I kind of wish there were more of that in the first season. Because yeah. it was, like, very um, high drama kind of sci-fi, which sometimes is hard for me. But it was still so out there that I was, like, still interested in it. That's good. I agree with that. Um, one of my favorite things was that Brad Pitt is an executive producer. <laughs> I have that with a question bunch mark, of question, question marks. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Um, LOL. That's but, also what I have on my <laughs> It Also, though, he is in, um, I didn't ever see that movie Tree of Life. Yeah, I didn't either. And I heard, I feel like it, I would probably feel similarly to that. Wasn't that movie directed by the director that they made a joke about in Veep yesterday? Yeah, I'm Terrence Malick. Sure it is. Because <laughs> I looked him up after that joke. So there you go. Right? <laughs> yeah. It all comes full circle. Not unlike the Tree of Life, you know. But doesn't being an executive producer technically can't, like, anyone, like, you don't actually do a lot of work when you're that famous, like, Brad Pitt. You just, like, put your name on it and get paid for it. I was always under the impression that, like, it just means you're super rich. Yeah. Basically. Same. 
So, and it's not like he was anywhere in there as, like, writer or anything. Yeah. kind of wish he'd, like, popped in as one director of one episode or something. Yeah. That would have been fun. Or, like, had a cameo. That would have been amazing. He should have been that one guy that they kept hidden for so long. Oh, yeah. Because then, I mean, obviously I like that actor. Yeah. But imagine if it had actually been Brad Pitt that whole time. That would have been good. So, not to leave you hanging, but it should probably be a surprise for you if you... Yeah. Well, and I feel like the show wants it weirdly to be a surprise. Yeah. So but for those of us, their wishes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It was kind of. We spoiled it for ourselves each individually because we always check IMDb. Yeah. But if it had been Brad Pitt, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. What of? We like the other guy. Don't. Uh. Nothing. <laughs> Just don't have any expectations. Did you love that Sharon Van Etten plays Rachel? Yeah, and she was really good. She was really good. I, like, I guess I had kind of skimmed over that in IMDb until, like, one of the last episodes of season one, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, we've seen her in concert. Yeah, she's a musician, and she's really good. She's really good. I really thought she was great in the second season. Yeah. Her, Kate Nash and Glow. I like, I kind of like that. Yeah, totally. I feel like... When someone's a really good musician and has great stage presence, they're going to be also a good actor. It's like Harry Styles in Dunkirk. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to be really good. Like, you have to act when you're performing, you know? Yeah. I thought she was really great. I also love the Florida Project girl. Yeah. Florida Project mom is Mm -hmm. another one of my notes. They make a upside down reference? Yeah. And I was, I like, was like, excuse me? <laughs> what universe are we... Like, so they do have Stranger Things and Netflix in this dimension. <laughs> it was so... It's it's weird when, like, something funny happens in this show because you're like, wait, can you make a joke in this show? Well, and, like, I don't have any other specific examples, but I feel like Netflix has been trying to do that more, more mm-hmm. and more. Like, mention some other Netflix family show. Yeah, it's very meta. Yeah. But I'm glad you caught that, too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to catch. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, kind of hit you over the head with it. But it was... I still appreciated it. Most of my other notes are, like, just kind of, like, one-off things. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty random, but I think maybe someone will appreciate it. Um, I was looking at Britt Marling because I was not familiar with her, um, like, at all before this. But I recognized her and I like I did kind of recognize her but as I was digging deeper into her IMDb she's in an episode of Community and Mm. it's funny because she's um Gillian Jacobs character Britta becomes friends and she's like so proud because she's like I'm friends with a lesbian like oh you've never been friends with a lesbian before and she like makes a big deal about it and then it turns out that the girl she thinks is a lesbian is only friends with her because she thinks she's a lesbian and they both think like, look at my cool friend who's a lesbian. <laughs> but it turns out neither, neither of them are of them actually are. gay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's really funny because she's like in this like weird comedy mm-hmm. and then now I see her only as the OA and it's like really hard to reconcile that. That is really really interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I wonder if she'll be in it more things. She has a very distinct look. Very. She's very striking. Yeah, very. She's kind. Of, she's that kind of beautiful that's, like, kind of scary. Yeah. She's very intimidating. Yeah, I would agree with that. But overall, I definitely wouldn't say that I disliked it. I really... I don't know. Like, I, it never really appealed to me. But I liked it more than I thought I would. But there were still just so many moments that 
still kind of turn me off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's there's some things that are just, like, so weird that they're kind of hard to get behind. And they're just, like, nothing like I've ever seen before or, like, chosen to watch. Because um, I'm not a huge fantasy-driven slash sci-fi-driven person. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there is weirder stuff on TV that I just haven't watched. But it's kind of a refreshing kind of weird. And yeah, yeah just like in a positive way is nothing like I've watched. Definitely. I feel like um, one one of the things I've read about it is that people are like, even if I don't necessarily think that this show is like the best show on TV, you have to respect that it's not ironic Mm -hmm. it's like completely sincere and genuine and it makes for some parts pretty cheesy yeah but it doesn't come i don't but it's still not like um like i kind of the first thing i'm thinking of you know that trailer with chrissy metz where like the boy dies and comes back to life to tell us like a christian movie yeah it's not at all like those but kind of at its core it is yeah that's true because it's it's like pro-belief pro not any specific religion at all, but it's, like, pro-connections, pro-believing in, like, a higher power and yeah. not trusting in, like, like evil workings of man, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. But it's, like, still, it's just, it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, they also have a lot of really fun cameos, and they're all really good. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Phyllis from The Office is in it and plays, like, a major character, which was... Mm-hmm. I would remember being so shocked when I first saw, watched it and saw her. Yeah. And... And she's really good. Yeah, she is she really good. She just kind of breaks your heart. Riz Ahmed is in it. I don't think that's a spoiler because he's in the first season and that was two years ago. Um, yeah. And, and then, I think... I remember him from, like, the trailer of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then the other person who we won't say, but is from one of our favorite TV shows, mm-hmm. if that makes you at all interested. Yeah, little teaser for you. So if you are in the mood for something different, this one's for you. It's extremely different. Okay. <laughs> it's actually hard. It's like I have so many thoughts, but I think I have to discuss with you off. Yeah. Off camera. I off camera. Oh, oh, off camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> when she starts... Like, giving herself that name. That's one of those I was like, oh, brother. <laughs> but you just kind of have to smile. It's just... It is kind of nice um, having a show I would literally never have watched. And then, like, kind of making myself watch it. And then, kind yeah. of, like... I feel like... I feel like almost every single show has value to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, will I take the time to watch it? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I watched this. It was a wild ride. And that's kind of the point of this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel like you would have watched it otherwise. No, I definitely wouldn't have watched it. But I'm glad that I did. And it's also a beautiful looking show. Yeah, it is really pretty. If nothing else, it's it's well made and I really think it's well acted. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes the script is a little out there and like a little hokey, but I yeah. feel like you that's how good the acting is. That they pull it off. Mm-hmm. Like a worse actor, especially the high school kids. They're all pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, again, it's like, I would have to think about who I would recommend this show to, but I I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but it's definitely interesting. Away. 
<laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so many puns. Just, so many jokes. I can't wait to make so many OA jokes that no one will understand. <laughs> I know. Um, mm. Okay. Crush of the week. I'll go first. Okay. Shocker, it's Riz Ahmed. I forgot that he was in the first season, so when he showed up for a good three minutes, if that, in season two, I was so excited and was just happy to see his face again because it's been a long time. I really, it really made me realize how much I missed him. Yeah, I feel like he like blew up after the night of, mm-hmm. and then now he's just been in kind of some random movies that I haven't really seen or stuff like that, so I love him. Yeah, he's great. He was great in it. Plus, Riz looked really hot. Yeah, he did. Never looks bad. No. Except for when they shaved off his hair and knighted up. That was so sad. That was really sad. But he still looked good. And when he was, like, super muscular. Yeah, that was not my style of <laughs> men that I like, but um, he was very convincing. Yeah. He's such a good actor. We need him in more stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a great choice. Thank you. Mine is... Um, kind of one of the new leads from season two of the OA, Kareem, mm-hmm. the guy I mentioned. Kingsley Ben Adir is his name. Yeah, he's a hottie. He's really, really hot. Um, and his style was so great. Mm-hmm. He had that red Japanese um, jacket. That bomber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked awesome. He had amazing tennis shoes. I loved, like, his cuffed jeans. He just looked great. He would come on screen and I would be like, yeah, this is something we were missing in the first season. Yeah. And he was just, like, I really liked his personality. He was an interesting new character. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like we talked about already. I really liked how he kind of grounded it in reality for me, which was, like, a fun new approach to the show. Yeah. And it really sets off the second season in just a totally new tone, and it was really fun. I agree with that. So, yeah. He was really cute. I was crushing on him, and he was a really interesting, cool character. Yeah. And I hope he's in more stuff. Yeah, I was surprised to see that he's not in that many other things. Oh, no. apparently he was in the new King Arthur that came out that I don't know one person who saw. No. Hey, apparently he's in... He's been in, like, one episodes of, like, TV shows. Yeah. He looks like but he's never, in like... four episodes of a show that I've been stalking because my Game of Thrones crush Gendry is one of the leads in it. Mm. But it's um a British show called Deep State about, like, MI6. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure where to watch that, but... Another point in favor, uh, huh? <laughs> another point towards um, me watching that show. You can interpret that sentence however you like. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have smart listeners. Yeah, we're just a little. Our uh, elevated language is on a whole other <laughs> wavelength. <laughs> yeah, if any of you guys go back and watch the OA after us talking about it. <laughs> I really want to talk about it with you because there's so many weird things to unpack. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about but can't talk about because we don't want to give anything away. Yeah, and if this helps convince you to watch it, there's, like, a very huge twist it ends on at the very second season, or the first season. The first season and the end of the second season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very, very twisty, kind of shocking- well, mm-hmm. both shocking in extremely different ways. Yeah. The first season finale is very intense. And the second season is really just out there in a very different way. So 
maybe that will if you're like kind of just addicted to twists <laughs> great show for you this one's for you <laughs> see you next week bye